It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. All right, it is good to have you aboard with us right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 172. I am Chris Russell. You can follow me at WrestleMania621 at Locked Redskins. And of course, make sure you give a follow to at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL uh, stories from all of our local hosts, podcast, our local experts our podcast hosts all across the nfl we have every team covered all the news analysis and information you can possibly handle on the crazy world of the nfl and i apologize for the inconsistent schedule this week it's going to be that way from time to time here over the offseason uh, as uh, things shake out and certain weeks will be different than others uh, i'll try and pump out as many episodes as we possibly can uh, but trying to wait around for concrete information number one number two uh we also have had or we i have also had a crazy crazy schedule this week uh, both family-wise uh, and as well covering the Washington Capitals and doing talk shows for 106.7 The Fan, uh, which is my normal job or my uh, my other uh, job, I guess, is, is how I would label it. And, and uh, the Capitals have had a bunch of home games here and a bunch of media stuff. Uh, so it has been kind of a crazy week, uh, more than kind of a crazy week, if, if I don't mind saying. Uh, and that's why the inconsistency uh, in the schedule, even though it is the offseason, but let's get to it. Let's not waste any time. Again, I appreciate you guys being with us. Appreciate you downloading. Please make sure you share uh, the links and tell a friend. If they're a Redskins fan, we have to, have to, have to get better numbers uh, and more downloads to keep this going uh, and to keep it going in the right direction. So the Redskins have made it official. As first reported by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport on Thursday, they have named Tim Rattay as their new quarterback's Coach. Now, Rappaport said he was likely to get the job or he had a good chance at getting the job. Did not say that he was definitely going to get the job, but the Redskins took care of that on Friday afternoon. They've already officially announced it, sent out a press release. Tim Rattay, an eight year quarterback in the NFL and has coached in a variety of different smaller leagues and college uh, Las Vegas locomotives in the United Football League uh, and as well in college at Louisiana Tech. First, he was a receivers coach from 2013 through 2015, and then a quarterbacks coach from 2015 to 2018. Now, before we get a little bit more on Rete, we need to point out, right, at on the surface, you're like, okay, this guy, wait, he, he didn't have any direct connection with Tim. Uh, yeah, he did. He was the quarterback, an actual player, a quarterback in 2006 when the Grudens were there in Tampa um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So people are automatically going to associate Tim Rattay and say, oh, he was in Tampa for a year. He's poison. He's terrible. Shut up. That's not true. That's idiotic. Just because he was 
had a one-year association in Tampa does not mean that he's poisoned, does not mean that he doesn't know what he's doing, does not mean that he can't help whatever garbage the quarterback situation uh, currently is for the Washington Redskins. Again, he played quarterback for one year. And of course, there in 2006, he was under Redskins head coach Jay Gruden, who was just an offensive assistant uh, at the time on that Buccaneer staff under his head coach or and under his brother and head coach. Uh, John Gruden, who, of course, is now the head coach once again of the Oakland Raiders. Rattay was also teammates at that point with I Killier, the Redskins wide receivers coach, who was a receiver for the Buccaneers from 2005 through 2008. So at that time. So there you have the connection right away. Uh, just in full transparency, again, you're a dope if it means that you automatically think that Tim Rattay can't coach or can't help the Redskins because he was in Tampa for one year. That is the most absurd, idiotic thing I've ever heard of, uh, and I'm sorry if you feel that way. That's j- just absolutely mind-numbing. Now, who is Tim Rattay? We mentioned the Tampa connection. An eight-year NFL quarterback uh, and career, and again, has coached since that time with Louisiana Tech, as we kind of mentioned, for a couple of years as their wide receivers coach. Uh, of course, he played his college ball there after transferring from a community college, so there was that natural connection. He was the wide receivers coach at first there, as we mentioned, from 2013 through 2015. He also served as the wide receivers coach with the Las Vegas Locomotives, as we uh, kind of alluded to, but he bounced around in his NFL career with the Arizona Cardinals, the Tennessee Titans, we mentioned the Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers, for five years, and that was the extent of his NFL career. So again, he started with the San Francisco 49ers on to the Bucks, Titans, and Cardinals to wrap up basically his eight-year NFL career and has been bouncing around and growing up the coaching rank since then. Now, again, while he does have that Tampa connection, let's just look at this from a, a, a different perspective, right? Two perspectives. One, I think... Hiring a college quarterback's coach. And I believe, although I don't spend a lot of time watching Louisiana Tech, they run a pretty wide open spread system there. I think this signifies a change in philosophy, a melding, if you will, with Tim Rattay being blended in with what Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, wants to do more of. Again, that's more spread. That's more RPO, that's more uh, jet sweeps and different kind of concepts that everybody is running now in the NFL, that the Redskins have somewhat begrudgingly folded into their game plan. Hopefully it's more screens because God knows they don't do enough of that and it's checked down central but not design screens like, oh, I don't know, a very successful coach in Andy Reid has made a living off of with the Kansas City Chiefs and then the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think this is a a blending, if you will. I'm not saying that, of course, a connection to Jay and John Gruden doesn't help Rattay. Of course it does. Of course it does. But I think going to the college ranks to getting a 33-year-old offensive coordinator and now a young quarterbacks coach from college instead of a grizzled veteran is going to, again, to me, largely signify kind of a culture or changing of the guard. Not to say that the Redskins haven't 
tried to sprinkle things in and, again, do different things and get younger and more energetic and all that. But to me, they could have easily, easily gone with Bill Lazor or Ken Zampezi here. So, two guys that, again, Jay Gruden knows. Jay Gruden has familiarity with. Two guys that have been around the NFL forever. Two guys that, you know, have some college experience. They could have easily gone with one of those two guys. Think about that. Jay Gruden bypassed Zampezi, a guy who was his quarterback's coach in Cincinnati, who helped develop a lot of good quarterbacks. Yes, Andy Dalton. I know people are down on Andy Dalton for whatever. Carson Palmer, too. Also was with St. Louis uh, and Mike Martz in helping develop Kurt Warner uh, and many other good quarterbacks. So... To me, this is an interesting choice because, again, I don't know how good of a coach is right now. Uh, it, it is Tim Rattay? I, I don't know that. What I, I what I am intrigued by and what I think should jump out at you, what I hope makes sense is, again, this seems to be a little bit of a changing of the guard. A little bit of a changing of the guard. Changing of the philosophy. And it makes sense when you consider that what Josh Johnson's quarterback skill set is uh not so much what Colt McCoy is but Colt McCoy likes to run a lot too that's part of the reason why he's always hurt and he doesn't like to get rid of the football uh and then on top of that the fact that they're absolutely going to draft a quarterback at some point early I would think in the first two days of the draft first three rounds I would be more willing to bet uh, that it would be in the top two rounds and probably in the first round at number 15 overall. So again, I think this is a really interesting hire when you were looking at the two contenders that Jay Gruden and the Redskins could have gone with, Laser and Zampezi, to go Tim Rattay is an interesting choice. And I like it. I like it on the surface. Again, I don't know how good of a coach he is, but I like right now on the surface what the Redskins have done here. All right, so we just get warmed up and cranking here on the Locked On Redskins podcast episode number 172 we will come back with some big news on the running backs plus we have our skins spotlight still to do and we'll clean up a couple of other items of interest with uh, in a direct or indirect connection to the washington redskins that's all coming up next on the locked on redskins podcast episode number 172 thanks for being with us is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 172 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. If you just want pure Redskins information, great place to go is at Locked Redskins. Try and put up some different content, some more content, and only Redskins content, and, of course, a little NFL content uh, up there at Locked Redskins on Twitter. And as well, if you want comprehensive team uh, information from all of our local experts and podcast hosts on the Locked Locked On Podcast Network. You go to at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. So just to follow up on the Rattay hiring as quarterbacks coach and why I think this is somewhat significant 
and Jay and the Redskins bypassing Ken Zampezi. You know, Ken Zampezi, uh, again, is a 51-year-old guy, right? So right away, that doesn't mean you can't coach. That doesn't mean – but it, it, it's automatically and naturally harder to connect with today's modern diva athlete as a 51-year-old than a 30-some-odd-year-old, right? It's just a proven fact. It is. Uh, whether people want to dismiss that or not, the bottom line is, is I'm 45. I can't relate to 25-year-olds. And 25-year-olds can't relate to me. 25-year-olds would die if they had to live one day in my life. They would just absolutely just be a puddle of goo if they ever had to live one day uh, in the lunacy uh, that is my mind and my life. And I'm just being honest with you. So to me, Zampezi at 51 years old can't relate to today's modern athlete and today's quarterbacks as well as potentially Kevin O'Connell, 33 years old, the new Redskins offensive coordinator, and then again, Tim Rattay, who was just hired to be the Redskins quarterback coach. Now, What's also interesting here is, again, we kind of mentioned that Zampezi had been with Jay Gruden with the Cincinnati Bengals as the quarterback's coach when Jay was the offensive coordinator, and Zampezi had been there even longer. He had been there from 2003 through 2015, and then he took over as the offensive coordinator well after Jay left in 2016 and 2017, uh, and he was fired halfway through and then ultimately went on to Cleveland and so on and so forth. What's interesting, again, is you would think, right, Jay knows Ken Zampezi inside and out. He interviewed him. So it's not like he doesn't like him, but he didn't choose him. He went younger, and he went with somebody with a lot less experience, which is a gamble, but I think it also speaks to the philosophy changing of how Kevin O'Connell is going to be incorporated into this offense and how the Redskins feel they need to be younger, fresher, hipper, all that stuff. Now, what's interesting is they're doing just the opposite on defense, right? They're doing just the opposite on defense. They didn't choose D'Angelo Hall, who had no coaching experience, to be fair. Tim Rattay, young, Kevin O'Connell, young, but they have some coaching experience. Of course. And O'Connell, of course, has been in the building for the last couple of years. But they went with Ray Horton, a grizzled 58-year-old veteran who's been a coordinator multiple times, seen it all, done that, been there, all that stuff. They went with Rob Ryan, again, a very experienced defensive coordinator, defensive assistant, all that good stuff uh, as the linebackers coach. So that was interesting. Um, so it seems like there's different philosophies on each side of the ball. On defense, they're kind of going more with the grizzled veteran and more the, you know, stability and the guy who's been there done that, as opposed to on offense, they seem to be rolling the dice a little bit, which is a, an interesting philosophical kind of clash, if you will. All right, let's get on to some other things here before we run out of time. So you may have seen the video. I put it up at Locked Redskins, Darius Geis, uh, and then it got recirculated through Yahoo and all the other places for the NFL, running full speed, full-length football field wind sprints at Redskins Park inside the bubble. Obviously a great sign. He tore his ACL early uh, in the preseason last year. As a matter of fact, the first quarter of the first game and his season, his rookie season with so much promise, was over in New England, and we never got to see Darius Geis from there. Look, is he in football shape? No, but he doesn't have to be right now. The fact that he is running full wind sprints and seemingly at a pretty damn good clip in 
early February is a really, really good sign for what he'll probably be at when training camp opens. Now, will he be limited during OTAs and mini camps? I would absolutely think so. I would absolutely believe that to be true. Uh, I wouldn't expect much. And I would think he's even going to be spotted at times in the preseason and in training camp. And hopefully he lasts more than he did last year. Obviously not his fault, just a terrible, terrible, unfortunate break for the Redskins who don't seem to get a lot of breaks. Now, maybe they haven't made them, but that is a really, really good sign. So you can see the video again at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, Darius Guys posting it. Full-length football field uh, sprints for Darius Guys the other day at Redskins Park. Now, why that's all so important is because the Redskins are currently in negotiations to bring back Adrian Peterson, which we told you about the last time. But now we have a little more definitive information. My friend Julie Donaldson of NBC Sports Washington spoke to Peterson, uh, I guess it was on Thursday, uh, and Peterson told Julie that the team and he are going back and forth on numbers and just trying to figure out a solution to what works. It looks like, certainly, things are heading in the right direction. Are they there yet? No, these things take a while. Clearly, this is a good sign, though, that the Redskins, A, want to bring back Adrian Peterson, B, make sure that they don't put too much on Darius Geis' plate and expect the world out of him in essentially his rookie year and off of a torn ACL. And it's saying, hey, you know what, Adrian Peterson, you believed in us. You took a shot on us. You came in here ready to go and you put up 1,250 total combined yards. Man, we want to take care of you. Now, what their idea of taking care of you is, I don't know, for a 34-year-old running back. I hope the Redskins aren't being ridiculous here and insisting on only a one-year, $1.5 million contract and, 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 and really nothing more than that besides a bunch of LTBEs, which is likely to be earned incentives. I mean, I hope they're giving Adrian Peterson a little more security than that, but quite honestly... To be fair to the Redskins, I don't want the Redskins going two years, six million, seven million, whatever the number ultimately turns out to be. I don't want that either because that's too much of a guarantee to Adrian Peterson, again, at age 34 with an injury history and with Darius Geis in the fold uh, and so on and so forth. I mean, at some point, no matter how good of a marvel Adrian Peterson is, you have to kind of expect his body is going to break down, right? It did when it was younger. Why wouldn't we expect that now? But it is still good and encouraging news on both Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson uh, for the Washington Redskins backfield. Boy, do they ever need it because they are going to have to carry the load and then some in 2019 for the Redskins to have any chance. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap up this episode uh, with a couple of leftovers, a couple of former Redskins making coaching moves, uh, and as well a quick Skins spotlight as well right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am Chris Russell. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Okay, everybody, we welcome you back. Coming up, we'll have a quick Skins Spotlight to give you as we continue our off-season series. It'll be a short one, but first, a couple of notes on former Redskins making some headlines around the NFL. Aubrey Pleasant, who was here with the Redskins as an assistant defensive backs coach uh, when Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator and kind of grew up here uh, as a young coaching assistant on the defensive side and, again, specifically in the secondary, who's been the cornerbacks coach for the NFC champion Los Angeles Rams is being interviewed, I guess this weekend, or maybe it's today, uh, for the Bengals defensive coordinator position. And why that's kind of interesting is because Zach Taylor, the new Bengals head coach, was the quarterback's coach under Sean McVay with the Los Angeles Rams and obviously worked with Aubrey Pleasant, again, on the opposite side of the ball, but the quarterback's coach is going to deal with the defensive backs coach or the wide receivers or the cornerbacks coach as such the case and Aubrey Pleasant could be a defensive coordinator if hired by Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals here uh, just a couple of years after leaving the Redskins because the Redskins were toying around with making him the defensive backs coach when they let go of Perry Fuel, and that was the natural progression. That was what a lot of players wanted. That's what everybody kind of in the media thought, but his contract was up, and the Redskins did not want to pay what Aubrey Pleasant wanted or did not want to go there with Aubrey Pleasant. I still blame that on the Redskins more than Aubrey Pleasant. Pleasant had leverage. He knew that the Rams were a waiting spot. The Rams were coming after him. Why should he just give in and accept what the Redskins wanted? And the answer to that is he didn't. He went to the Los Angeles Rams, and the Redskins fired, had fired Perry Fuel, didn't have Aubrey Pleasant, then had to hire Torian Gray, who didn't have any NFL coaching experience, which brings us back to why they probably went with more coaching experience on the defensive side of the ball, yet, again, they're doing completely the opposite uh, in some ways uh, on the offensive side of the ball, as we discussed with Tim Rattay. But the bottom line is, is, uh, Aubrey Pleasant, by the time the weekend is out, could be, could be the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator. So good to see uh, that for him and that opportunity. And speaking of opportunities, happy for my guy, Philip Daniels, who I covered for a long time here with the Redskins from uh, 2009 and a couple of years after that. Uh, and he was also involved in the Redskins uh, front office, basically as a player development guy uh, and then left. Um, for whatever reason, uh, you know, Philip had. Uh, Phil always was a good guy and always was more than accommodating to the media, uh, and I got to know him fairly well. Uh, And he's been with the Philadelphia Eagles as kind of an assistant uh, defensive line coach, defensive quality control type. Well, now, according to a report, he's been promoted to their actual defensive line coach. He's got a pretty talented group to work with, uh, as we know, led by Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan uh, and all of those guys. So, so really good news for Philip Daniels. So happy for him. Uh, Philip Daniels, I should say, really happy for him uh, to get that opportunity. He's worked hard at it, uh, and hopefully he'll make the Eagles uh, better for him and for the Eagles, not for the Redskins. All right, let's get a quick Skins spotlight out of the way. Why don't we do Samaj P. Ryan? Oh, yeah, Samaj P. Ryan. Boy, he's been a great pick so far for the Washington... Wait, wait a second. Uh, no, 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 he hasn't. Um, of course, a fourth-round pick, 2017, out of Oklahoma. So many high hopes, you know, for a tough physical downhill runner, 5'11", 233, with not bad speed. And there's been flashes, and there's been moments in his rookie year, and even in training camp last year where you say, man, Samaj P. Ryan looks pretty good. He looks like he has something. 
And then you see his continuous inability to A, get on the field, B, be activated on game day, and C, when he does and when he is, that he can contribute, quite honestly. And Samaje P. Ryan was inactive for the first part of the season. He only played in four games this year, four games on offense uh, this year. His total snap count, according to Pro Football Focus Premium, just 30 on offense, including a season-high 15, so half of those in largely a blowout loss at home against Atlanta, and 13 of those were in a third-down type of role. It wasn't even as a running back. 13 of the 15 were on pass plays. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that Samaj P. Ryan just hasn't developed anywhere near where they wanted him to. He had ball security issues in his rookie year. I kept harping on that and saying that was a major problem, that was a major problem. Then it seemed like he got a little bit of that under control, but he still wasn't able to do everything that the coaches wanted him to. And even when the Redskins were really, really, really lean with no Chris Thompson for a long time, uh, and, um, you know, you know, they, I mean, they, they had Capri Bibbs, and they worked out a role for him, and, um, you know, like they wanted to take some mileage off of Adrian Peterson and, and that and P. Ryan wasn't able to help because Rob Kelly went out. They chose Rob Kelly over P. Ryan, essentially. And that so even when they had openings, P. Ryan still couldn't crack the code. Uh, real quickly, overall for an offensive grade, again, just on 30 snaps and 19 of those were on pass plays, a 68.8. In the passing game, 56.8 out of 100. In pass blocking, not bad, 75.7. As a running back, right, graded out okay, 73.2 for whatever that's worth. And in run blocking, a 60.0 for Samaj P. Ryan. But clearly he has not been good enough or useful enough for a fourth-round pick for the Redskins. Now, the one thing that you never know in the NFL is sometimes it takes guys time to get going and time to figure it out, right? So that's why you keep hoping. But I would say at this point, and I'm not saying that I know anything for sure, I would say it's unlikely that Samaj P. Ryan will make the Redskins 53-man roster out of training camp in the preseason. Uh, but again, you can never say for sure because a guy uh, and players develop at different times. All right, that is going to do it for us here on the Skin Spotlight and the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. So, again, the breaking news, Tim Rattay, the new Redskins quarterback coach. Uh, we also updated you on Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, and a couple of former Redskins coaches and players uh, all around the NFL. So, uh, lots of information for you. I think this is a pretty decent and interesting hire for the Washington Redskins at quarterbacks coach, and that's how we'll do it. Have a great Rest of the weekend, thanks for listening to episode number 172 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Please share a friend, please download, please continue to spread the word. Make sure you follow me at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins for all Redskins content, at WrestleMania621 for a little mix of everything, uh, and as well at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.